Well, as I said earlier today, we're going to be talking about separation and what that looked like in the life of Jesus. And so we're going to dive in. We've got a lot to cover. So we've got a first slide here. The Townsend Institute defines separation as the ability to be different from others, maintain boundaries, and have initiative. And to avoid confusion, I'm going to be using the terms separation and boundaries interchangeably today, just to be clear on that. And my hope is to show you that we serve a God of boundaries. He practices boundaries himself, and he shows that we must do the same if we are going to flourish. Boundaries are not optional. And for me personally, this idea of separation boundaries does not come naturally. Anybody else out there? This does not come naturally. Three people, liars. (laughs) 95% of you just raised your hand a little bit ago. So I have had to do a ton of work in this area, and I still have a long ways to go. But remember, wherever you are today on this journey of what we're diving into, God is patient, and he is gentle, and he is kind towards you, and he will meet you wherever you are, and he'll reveal his heart to you and the role that boundaries are to play in your life. Go ahead and open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. It's actually page 2 if you're using a pew Bible. We're just going to be reading the very first part of the verse, and it ties in so well to the song that we actually just sing. It's a passage many of you are very familiar with. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. That right there tells us something profound that I don't want us to miss. God is referring to himself as us and our, O-U-R. This is describing separation within the Godhead from the very first chapter of the Bible. Within the very nature of God, we see the Holy Trinity being three distinct, separate people. They are attached, but at the same time, they are distinct and separate. The Father is not the Son. They are separate They have different roles. The Son, Jesus Christ, is not the Spirit. They are different. They have different roles. Our God literally embodies separation. Go to the next page now. Look at Genesis 2. Genesis 2, 15 through 17. The Lord God took the man, Adam, and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So shortly after Adam was created, God laid out his boundaries, his dividing line, his property line, if you will. Here's what you can do, Adam. Here's what you cannot do. You can eat of any tree in this beautiful garden, except for this one. This is the boundary I have set in place for you because I love you. And if you cross this boundary, there are going to be some serious consequences. And we're still feeling the effect of Adam and Eve crossing that boundary thousands of years ago in the garden. Boundaries are for our good. They help protect us and others 
They help us guard our hearts and the hearts of those that we love. And they give us clarity into who we are and what we're called to do. I like to say God created boundaries and called them good. Let's look at some examples now in a minute of Jesus' life and ministry where we see him modeling separation. We have to first acknowledge that he himself lived within boundaries, just like all of us, such as we can only be in one place at one time, just as Jesus lived. We need water and food and rest, just as he did. He did not use his God card to avoid having needs. He was his own unique person with specific needs. And Jesus also never seemed to apologize for taking care of his own soul, which I find fascinating. He had more demands on him than anybody in this room, probably all of us combined, and yet he never felt bad for not doing enough to help others. He lived within his limits, as we're going to see. Open up to Mark 1, page 1425, I believe, if you're using a pew Bible. Mark 1, starting in verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Now this is a classic example of Jesus setting boundaries. Not only does he separate himself from others by seeking a solitary place to pray, but his disciples were looking for him, hunting him down, chasing after him. Hey, Jesus, there's this huge crowd. By this time, word had gotten out, okay? Large crowds were following him. Hey, there's a lot of sick people. Like if you perform some more miracles, holy cow, we're going to start being on the billboards, right? We are becoming a big deal if you keep doing this stuff. There's so many needy people. And he just goes, nah. Nope. We got other places to go. And he walks away. He walks away from people who were hurting and desperate for help. He set a boundary and said, I will not do that today. Maybe another time, but not today. I got to obey my father's will, and he's calling me to do something else with my time today. Jesus said no without feeling guilty. Let's look at another example of him maintaining boundaries. Open to John 6. We're kind of everywhere today. This story's wild. Should be page 1520, I think, in your pew Bible. Jesus had just given them a, a difficult passage, and they were just struggling with how to respond. And that's kind of where we pick up in the story. John 6, starting in verse 60. It says, on hearing it, this teaching, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? 
aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave me too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. So Jesus gives the crowd this difficult teaching, and they're struggling with what to do with it. He speaks truth. He doesn't just say what they want to hear, and they're wrestling with how in the world to respond. What he said is rubbing up against their pride and their unbelief. And after dropping a bomb, he says, does this offend you? Does this offend you? In verse 66, from this time, many of Jesus' disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Think about that. Stopped following the Son of God. Jesus does not say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. I won't be so harsh next time. He lets them walk away. He does not chase them down. And to even take it a step further, he looks at his disciples and essentially says, do any of you want to leave me as well? Do any of you 12 want to go too while the mass exodus is taking place? Jesus accepted the boundary that he was only responsible for his life. All the other people had to accept responsibility for their life and their choices. He was clear in defining who he was, who he was not what he would and would not do. Jesus modeled separation. Boundaries were critical to how he lived. And a common rebuttal I've heard, you've heard maybe in Christian circles, is that to set boundaries is really selfish. It's selfish to set boundaries, right? When someone slaps us on the cheek, we're supposed to turn the other cheek, right? We're supposed to pray for our enemies and serve those who wrong us, which is sometimes taken as we're supposed to accept any and all abuse people send our way, which is completely wrong. These verses not only are often misinterpreted, but they're not taken in the context of the totality of Scripture. It should be clear, if I had time, I could walk you through so many more examples of Jesus modeling this. It should be clear that our God created boundaries and his son lived a life marked by them. Consider this. Think of how many relationships have been ruined because boundaries were broken. The unfaithful spouse that gets love outside of their house. The in-laws that don't respect the privacy of their child's new marriage. That might hit home. Children that are abused, heck, even adults that are abused, and their personal physical boundaries crossed. People that are unable to hear the word no, and when they do, they emotionally distance themselves or maybe throw a tantrum because somebody's not willing to give them what they want. The list could go on and on. 
In their book, Boundaries, Dr. John Townsend and Henry Cloud said this about what a lack of boundaries can do to us. Many clinical psychological symptoms, such as depression, anxiety disorders, eating disorders, addictions, impulsive disorders, guilt problems, shame issues, panic disorders, and marital and relational struggles find their roots in conflicts with boundaries. Boundaries help us define who we are and who we are not, what we will and will not do with this life. And they give us clarity as to what is and what's not our responsibility. Literally, the name of our church was taken from a passage rooted in boundaries. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Guard your heart, set boundaries so that you don't accept everything is true. Be careful what or who you give your heart to. Because it doesn't take long to start heading down the road of destruction, right? It's a boundary. God created them to protect us and others. He also created boundaries because it's one of the best ways that we can love people. It is unloving to others to not set boundaries. I'm going to say that again. Some of us really need to hear that. It is unloving to others to not set boundaries in our relationships. For example, our children, this hits close to home, our children need to know they are not the boss of the house. Can I get an amen? Amen. Right. Thanks for coming today. That's all I got. No. <laughs> they need to see our boundaries in action. My son, my daughters, hey, daddy needs five minutes to pray. Daddy needs to read his Bible for a few minutes because it's not, it's not going to go well. Right? I need you to respect that boundary and give me that time. Depending on their age, it might take a little bit of time for them to understand that, but they've got to learn they don't call all the shots. Perhaps there are some of us here, I don't know, can't even take care of ourselves because we have no boundaries within our family schedule. Think about that one. Every night we're running around town taking kids to every game, practice, rehearsal, or performance in this entire city. We don't even have time to talk or to really connect in a meaningful way because there's no boundaries within our family schedule. I want to be clear in saying that if boundaries is a struggle for you, with which most of you raised your hand earlier, God is looking at you right now with a heart full of compassion. Okay? So any voice that's telling you, yeah, you suck, you're not good, you need to do better than this, that is not from the Spirit of God, okay? That's the enemy trying to fill you with shame and get you to zone out and not even hear what we're talking about today. God's heart towards you is compassionate, and he knows that we operate the way that we do because of our past wounds, okay? Because of the ways that other people have hurt us, or maybe because of the hurt we've caused ourselves, because of our decisions. Maybe you felt unlovable as a child, and you did everything you could to make mom or dad accept you, when really they were the one with the problem. They were the one with an addiction, the one that was abusive. Be confident and know that his heart towards you is tender. He knows your story, and he's for you. I want to show you guys a slide. I'm really sorry that this is out. I give you permission. This is a list of boundaries. If you want to get up and take a photo, you are welcome to do that. So this is a great slide that's been really helpful for me 
looking at healthy boundaries. It's called Signs of Healthy Boundaries by licensed counselor Sharon Martin. The men in my Avengers group use this. Um, it's not an exhaustive list, but it covers a lot um, of areas of what boundaries looks like. I'd, I'd encourage you to take a photo of that and discuss it with a loved one this afternoon while you're waiting for the Chiefs kickoff. That would be a great discussion to prepare you for the championship game of our conference. So healthy boundaries looks like saying no without guilt, asking for what you want or need, taking care of yourself, saying yes because you actually want to, not out of obligation or to please others, behaving according to your own values and beliefs, feeling safe to express difficult emotions and have disagreements, feeling supported to pursue your own goals, being treated as an equal, taking responsibility for your own happiness and not feeling responsibility for someone else's happiness, being in tune with your own feelings, knowing who you are, what you believe, and what you like. So these are healthy boundaries. Unhealthy boundaries would obviously be the opposite of that, right? And I want to point out another way that people have boundary problems. Maybe you fall on this end of the spectrum, being too rigid with your boundaries. We can guard our lives, our schedules, and our relationships so tightly because of our desire for control. We can let some people only get so close to us at the distance in which we feel comfortable. Some of us keep people at such a distance because we don't want to get hurt again, or we just say people are difficult to deal with, and so we just choose to isolate. Maybe you have rigid boundaries. Oh, this is good. Maybe you have rigid boundaries because you cannot stand criticism or correction. If you cannot stand criticism or correction of any kind, even from loved ones, that is a boundary issue that needs to be examined. Rigid boundaries isolate us from others and they create a roadblock to connection and attachment. For me personally, without question, the hardest boundary in my life that I've had to work through, I think it's the first one. Yep, saying no without guilt. Anybody relate to that? Okay, there we go. Now we're, now we're getting honest. Thank you. For years, I could not do it. I said yes to every darn request possible, even crap I wasn't even interested in doing. Sure, I just didn't want somebody to be mad at me or let, or let them down. And I remember in college years ago, one of my professors, he was this old man who was actually a Christian, he said, you know what, Justin, one of the greatest lessons you can learn in life is the ability to say no. And just kind of hearing that from an old Yoda, that just resonated with me, and a, a seed was planted that day that grew into some courage to actually start saying no to requests that I either just flat out wasn't interested in or requests or demands put on me that did not line up with what God's called me to do with my limited time here on this earth. Another way I've grown in boundaries came from a conversation with my friend John Goolsby. Many of you know John um, Goolsby, and he helped start Wellspring about 16 years ago, and we were sitting in, in the pizza shop parking lot here in town years ago and talking about how just relationships ch change over time. It was one of those conversations as you get a little older, it's like, 
those guys aren't my friends anymore like they used to be, kind of reminiscing and stuff like that. And he just looked at me and goes, you know, I've come to accept that I'm okay with some people not playing a major part of my life anymore. And those were words of freedom for me. Those were words of freedom for me. Because I had friendships from 10, 20 years ago that were no longer working for me. Okay? I initiated all the conversations. I would leave time spent with them exhausted, not inspired, not challenged to pursue Christ at all. And I had to set some boundaries on how much time, some of you are nodding your head, I had to set boundaries on how much time I gave to those people. And some of them I had to completely basically cut out of my life because they were not helpful or inspiring or pursuing me to Christ or they were just not open to my influence at all, which is like what we you know, call people of peace, if you're familiar with that term. And now, looking back, it's hard for me to really imagine living any other way. And my struggle with boundaries, both those issues, and there are others for sure, can be traced back to my childhood, feeling as though that I had to perform to get people to accept me. And I know that's the story for many of you as well. Feeling or believing the lie that you have to perform to be accepted and to have your identity. And so I went to great lengths to get people to like me probably doing stupid stuff, just really needy, that, that anxious attachment style. I need, I, I want to be wanted. And so my inability to say no to people because I was afraid that they would, you know, not accept me. Now, 39 years later, I've realized how wrong I was and how much of my life I wish I could get back trying to make others like me and approve of me when really it was a boundary issue that I needed to face. So I want to hear from you guys. Can we put that slide back up, Tyler, or whoever's running that, on the signs of healthy boundaries? If you can see it, probably more people on this side of the room. Which boundary issue, kind of based on this list, resonates most with you? Which of these hit closest to home? Perhaps there's one you're like, oh my gosh, I, I, I need to grow in that. Or maybe it's like, that one's just really personal to me. Like, that's a boundary that it's a non-negotiable, anybody I'm involved with. Like, I make that clear. Which of these resonate most with you and why? And maybe you have a boundary that's not on that list. That's fine, too. Which of these kind of hit home most right now as you look at this and why? The floor is open. Yes. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he's, yeah, based on some past relationships when he would open up about his emotions. 
they would take it personally and get criticized and kind of turn it back on him, and that just taught him, ooh, like it does a lot of us, stuff that down, right? Don't share that stuff. Anyone else? Okay. Okay. Yep. So his, he's saying his actions sometimes do not align with what he values and believes in life. Yeah. What else? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The first three. Yeah, those are probably some of my biggest ones too. And this, that can be really tough. You know, that, that made me think of the Tim Coiler quote. What is it? Um, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Yeah, that's really good. So that, that, that goes in line with that. Good. Anyone else? Real quick. I thought somebody else maybe had a hand raised. Nope. All right. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's talking about a complete identity issue, thinking when we please others, hey, that's my identity, right? When they're upset with me, ooh, I must be a failure. And then the shame comes back. Good, good, good. Setting boundaries and following through with them is hard work. If you've tried it recently, you know. I've had to set some boundaries and have some really difficult conversations with people. Literally say, I will not allow you to talk to me that way anymore. You will not treat me that way. Some people receive boundaries and respect them, and some people that have boundaries issues, they don't receive that well. And so they distance themselves or they throw a tantrum. You've probably experienced one or the other in your life many times. But I want you guys to take heart and know that God is with you on this journey. He is not expecting you to be a rock star overnight, okay? If, if this is an area of growth, it has taken me a lifetime, and I've got a long ways to go. So just know that he's patient and he's going to guide you. John Townsend said that separation, I love this, separation is about freedom. Boundaries is about freedom. Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Separation and boundaries are about learning how to be a free person. 
and to not be enslaved anymore. And he says that to lack boundaries is to lack self-control. And self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And this is great, great news for us. Because as believers, the Spirit of God resides within us. Self-control is a fruit of him being in our lives that, that is in us and flows through us. And so the issue is whether or not we'll choose the freedom that boundaries offer us. So be encouraged that you have the Spirit of God. If you're in Christ, I don't know everybody here, that you have the Spirit of God inside of you empowering you to set boundaries so that you can walk through life in confidence knowing what burdens are your responsibility to carry and what burdens are not your responsibility to carry. Two weeks ago, you got to hear from my friend, there he is, Nick Kodeman, in regard to what he was, has been learning about attachment um, and today you're going to hear from someone else for a few minutes from my Avengers group. Um, I started last fall with six men here at Wellspring to test this stuff out. So I want to invite one of my best friends on this planet, uh, Mr. Kenny Atkins. Um, he's going to share a little bit about what he's learning um, in regards to separation and boundaries. So let's give it up for Kenny. Hello, I am Kenny, and I'm a recovering people pleaser. Um, as Nick said a couple weeks ago, if Justin invites you up here, it's because you suck at this topic. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm learning. I'm a work in progress. Um, we're going to go ahead. Technical difficulties on the live stream for a second, because I'm going to share some things. Um, <laughs> growing up, separation was not modeled for me. The opposite was actually modeled. Whenever I got in trouble or whenever there was conflict within the family, what I was told is do everything you can to keep the peace. Don't make it worse. And in a ministry family in a small community, it was hard because our family wore lots of hats. The mentality was there is no time off. At every phone call and text, we were available. The expectations of others took precedence over taking care of our family and our needs. So within my family and in church, I didn't know what boundaries were, let alone how to express that I had needs myself. So having never set healthy boundaries in my life, mixed with the immense pressure to people please, it caused a crisis in my life. What that co combination caused in me is I cared what everyone thought all the time. I cared what everyone thought all the time. Living in my head, replaying conversations, texting people to make sure that we're okay, or making sure in all reality that they approved of me. Recently, it all came to a head in counseling. I thought all the problems that I had were things that had been done to me, or that people are just too opinionated, or that they need to hold their tongue. What it, what it was in reality, I was the one who was letting their opinions hold too much weight in my life. And I am the one who needs to release. He said in this counseling session, he said, what if for a moment you could let go of the weight of everyone's thoughts? And it was just you and Jesus. And it broke me. It shook me. Um, I cried way too much. Because I had built up a mental prison for myself and what I didn't realize is I had the keys to let me out. A couple of things have happened since then. 
One, like Justin said, I started saying no to things without explanation, just no. The fear that I had always had is that people would hate me, that it would cause a rift between you and me. Every single time that I said no, it was met with grace and with understanding. And so the fear that I had actually turned into an opportunity to bond between us. I've been able to give the people I minister to and the people that I surround myself my full version of myself and not a worn out, fried version of myself. I needed to hear this a long time ago. So if you are someone like me, that sounded like a commercial. If you are someone like me, <laughs> you need to start saying no. You, you need, it's, not, it's not an option. You need to start saying no to things. In our culture especially, we're so stinking busy that we have a hard time saying no. Saying no and setting boundaries with friends and family will improve your relationships. Number two, the hardest boundaries to set are with the ones who you are closest with. Recently, I set a boundary with a family member. The cycle that we had been trapped in was extremely unhealthy, but no one had the courage to break it. So I set a boundary, and it was, it was not received well. Shots were fired at me. I'm not kidding. These were some of the harshest words that I've ever heard about myself, except from me. Um, the fact that I had set a boundary in a place that a boundary previously didn't existed was perceived as me being prideful. And I was suddenly enemy number one. And for the first time in my life, I was okay with it. Because I was not holding the weight of their reaction. The first step is staying, saying no. And that started to rewire my brain to people's reactions shouldn't scare me. Which made this hard conversation so much easier. The last and most sad truth that was evident is that without boundaries, I cared more about pleasing people than I did pleasing God. Your lack of boundaries in your life will lead you to suffocate the Holy Spirit's voice in your life. When I cared about the, when I cared about the screaming voices of people pleasing and other thoughts of me, God was still whispering. I just couldn't hear it because the noise was so loud. So, do yourself a favor and set some boundaries. That's awesome, Kenny. Thank you. As he was talking, that made me think, for those of you that have maybe set boundaries or might start to, and it doesn't go well, I recently came across a quote that said, when you, when you decide to set a boundary, be prepared to be the bad guy in someone's story, at least for a day. And that's okay. Maybe you'll be a bad guy for a few weeks. But typically, people with some form of empathy and a desire to love you will come around and actually respect what you had to share. So thank you, Kenny. Good stuff. Um, maybe you're sitting here and you're like, cool. What do I do with this? I'm glad you asked. So again, I got a slide here. This is some potential next steps. I don't know. Oh, some of you getting the phone out. I love it. If this is an area of weakness for you, maybe consider this as something to do. What is a courageous step that God might be asking you to take to grow in setting boundaries? This could be something. Take a photo of this and discuss it again with a loved one this afternoon about, man, I think it's time to have that talk with whoever. 
I think it's time to say, you know what, I'm not going to be treated this way, whatever it might be. Or I'm going to stop believing that that person's happiness is on me, okay? That's a burden you're not supposed to carry. It's not your responsibility. I say it all the time, and I'll end with this. Your healing and growth are your responsibility. It is nobody else's job to make sure your life is more joyful and meaningful. That falls on you and you alone. But remember that the God of the universe is with you. Holding your hand, modeling for you what boundaries looks like and the experience of freedom that they provide. Jesus modeled them in his life and to follow him is to live a life maintaining boundaries. Boundaries are God's gift to us for our good. So let's honor them and take them seriously for ourselves and our loved ones. Amen? All right, let's pray. God, we thank you that you created boundaries within your very nature is separation, this distinctness, unique persons within the Godhead, God. It is just who you are, and it's how you lived when you came to earth. You set boundaries, Lord. This is such a hard area for so many of us. God, but we, we cannot flourish if we are unwilling to examine this part of our character structure in being our own person and accepting responsibility for only what is ours to accept, God, and setting boundaries in relationships as needed and as they come up, God. I pray for just your patience, God, to just wash over us, your kindness to wash over us. I pray against any shame right now that might be lurking in people's thoughts or emotions, just self-condemnation or self-loathing. God, just shower us with your love and your voice of kindness, drawing us to, you, to your heart. Lord, we love you and we want to honor you well in this area of setting boundaries in our lives for ourselves and for those that we love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would you guys go ahead and stand?